but it's not in heaven. And it is not on the other side of the ocean. Lamar that you should have to say, Who will travel across the sea and bring it to us and teach us that we may do it? No, it's not across the sea. Kikarov Elecha Hadavar Ma'od. It is very, very close to you. Beficha in your mouth. Ubilvavcha and in your heart la soso to observe. According to Rashi, this mitzvah applies to the entire structure of mitzvahs. It applies to all mitzvahs. And what the Torah is telling us in this passage is. Hashem says through Moshe to the Jewish people, I'm teaching you all the mitzvot. Lo rechokahi, it's not far away from you. Every single area of your life has mitzvot that are relevant. You don't have to go searching for them. Just through your daily life, there are mitzvot to ennoble and enrich it. Lo bashamayimi, it's not in heaven. It's not esoteric. It's not mysterious, removed from human experience. The mitzvot, Hashem says, the mitzvot that I'm commanding you, they're based on real life. Situations in which you find yourself every minute of every day. It's not foreign to you. It's not from far away that it would be unnatural, that it would be hard for you to understand it. It's close to you. Your words, your actions, your thoughts, that's all it takes. And the truth is, we bring it even closer as time goes on with translations that make Torah learning and therefore Torah practice more accessible, with new technology to present and explain, like Zoom, new ways to study Torah. Kikarav Elecha. It's close to you. You could be sitting in your living room watching your television screen and you're learning Torah and you're learning how to observe mitzvot. Yes, to live a life of observing mitzvot takes discipline and it takes sacrifice. Yes, but that life of observing mitzvot is here. It's ready. It's accessible to us. Beautiful passage and a very important message. But the Ramban, Nachmanides, has a completely different understanding. According to the Ramban, the mitzvah that is being referred to is not the entire system of mitzvahs, but the one specific mitzvah that is mentioned in the Pasuk before, the immediate antecedent. The Pasuk before refers to the mitzvah of teshuva, of repentance. And according to the Ramban, this passage that I read to you refers to that mitzvah of repentance. Now that's a little hard to understand because teshuva, repentance, in order to be meaningful, is a drastic process. It requires aziva sachet, that we stop doing the sin. And that means that if we have harmed another, we have to make compensation to that person, whether financially or to ask forgiveness, and to ask forgiveness. It means that we have to feel charata, we have to feel bad 
regret what we did wrong in the past. It means that we have to make a Kabbalah for the future. We have to accept upon ourselves that we are going to do our best not to repeat that sin again. Ideally, according to the Rambam, Maimonides, complete teshuva is only accomplished when we find ourselves in the same situation again, facing the same temptation, and this time we overcome that temptation. That's not so easy. How is that karov? That sounds to me very rachok. That sounds to me like it is in heaven, like it is on the other side of the, of the sea. It sounds like it's a very laborious and difficult and radical process. How can it be described, ki karov elecha, it's so close to you, which sounds as if it's so easy? I want to share with you an insight of Rabbi Yochanan Zweig, which is a very important psychological insight to how we human beings deal with teshuva and change. He starts with the passage in the Talmud, famous line in the Talmud, and the Talmud says this several times. The Talmud says something that sounds on its face, um, it sounds absurd. The Talmud says, a person who commits a sin and then repeats it it becomes permissible. So the Talmud asks, what do you mean? A person repeats a sin? A person does a sin and repeats it? It becomes permissible? What? You mean you get to change the laws just because you do sins? No, 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 no. Says the Talmud, a person who commits a sin and repeats it in his mind, it becomes as if it is something that is permissible. A person doesn't go through the process of thinking to myself, will I feel guilty or will I not feel guilty? Should I do it? Should I not do it? That happens the first time, maybe the second time, maybe the first few times. But after a person develops the routine, the habit of doing a certain thing, it becomes instinctive. A person doesn't think about it anymore. And that is because, explains Rabbi Zweig, we define ourselves as the composite of our past actions. Who am I? I am the composite of all of the past actions that I have performed. So if I repeatedly transgress a certain sin, and now I'm faced with the same situation again, it's not going to have any more impact. It doesn't cause me any more shame or guilt or introspection. I did that already. Now it's part of me. It's, I accept it. That's who I am. And therefore, the person who is convinced that he is going to repeat this sin has no frustration over it, has no difficulty with it. And if a person were to say to themselves, after habituating themselves to do it. This one time, I'm not going to do it. Knowing that they're going to return to it. Yes, of course, it's still a mitzvah every time a person avoids a sin that is positive, but it's not going to lead to lasting change. It'll only lead to frustration. And a person think to themselves, well, you know, I was doing it before. I really didn't think it was that bad. I'm going to be doing it again. Why am I not doing it right now? And that's part of the problem that some people have at a time, for example, Yom Kippur. 
person may have thoughts to themselves. You know what? I should um, eat kosher food. I should start to observe Shabbos a little bit. I should be a little bit more honest in my business practices. I heard what the rabbi said. Maybe I should make certain changes. But it, if it's a one-time thing, it's very frustrating. It's like a person who really needs to lose some weight, but they're not doing anything about it. And one day a person says, you know what? I'm going to skip dinner because I really need to lose some weight. But if that's not part of your past and it's not going to be part of your future, it's just frustrating. It's not going to make any lasting change. It's like a person who decides to exercise. They didn't exercise last week. They're not going to exercise this week. Ah, oh, today I'm going to exercise. What happens? They're going to get very sore. What the Rambam is teaching us is that in order for the process of teshuva to be meaningful, a person has to make a separation between now and my past. A person has to be able to say, what I did in the past does not reflect who I am. I am a new person. I am divorcing myself from my negative actions in the past. Now, even when doing that, perhaps I may sin again. That is true. But it won't be because the behavior is ingrained. A person must feel that his past does not control him or her. Once a person feels that the past does not control him, then it is truly close by to changing his way of life. It's not, excuse me, it's not easy to truly feel that I am separating myself from the past. That's not easy. But once that is done in a serious manner, then the rest becomes natural. Then it is karov. Then it is accessible. I'm not that person. I'm not routinized by those actions. Now I decide based on what's right and wrong. What the Torah is telling us is, it's really only one decision we have to make. And that decision is, do I remain connected to the wrong actions I did in the past? In which case, any correct action, actions will be exceptions to my routine? Or do I divorce myself from the wrong actions in the past? Do I see myself as of today as a new person, then the changes necessary for teshuva are karov. They are beficha ubilvavcha lasoso. Then we just have to act properly because we are no longer anchored. We're no longer weighed down with the actions of our past. That's what we need to try to accomplish in this period of doing teshuva, not just over individual actions. Yes, we need to reevaluate individual actions, but the more fundamental step is, can I decide I am not the person who did those things wrong? I'm a different person, and I will now make decisions on a different basis. That is the goal of teshuva.
My friends, I wish you all a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.